A disembodied spirit is somebody that has died and chooses not to transition, chooses not to do it to the light, or died too quickly and abruptly, believes they're still alive, okay, or just doesn't feel that they deserve anything further than the life they had. There's a lot of guilt, there's a lot of resentment. Like, in regards to, like, what makes something good or what makes something great, uh-huh. the, the thing about horror movies, which is why, like, I love it, and I talk about this every day on my podcast when I talk about it, yeah. the reason why I love these films is because they are the most polarizing. Yeah. Because there is no other platform no other genre other than horror that gets as much polarizing as it gets because usually if a love romance movie comes out everybody loves it or everybody hates it like it's just like oh that shit's terrible Mm -hmm. and usually that's the same way when it comes to like a big budget movie of any types right all right welcome back to the kickback lounge podcast my name is drew young and we got my co-host today in the building, Kenny Brown. What's up, what's up, what's up? And we got two very special guests, two potential legends in yes, the sir. horror movie genre. Today, we got Travis Brown. What's going on, people? Horror Movies Uncut. Yes, sir. Submissions and Slashers podcast as well. Valkyrie Fitness. You know it. You guys seen them before. And then we also got somebody new yep. today from the Haunted Garage podcast swift films we got frankie cambaletta and the building yes Clap sir. It up. Clap it up. yes i don't sir. know why you invited me because i'm really weird but <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad to have you people just tend to like me there you go that's all you can ask for at the end oh, of the day yeah. right? that's all i've ever wanted in my life is somebody to like me <laughs> so initially you were doing a radio show with johnny rabbit that's how i met you frankie yes. And I wanted to know if he was alive. <laughs> if Johnny Rabbit, if he was He's been not. around since 1939. Yeah, he's I asked him, DJ. it's so funny, I asked him, like, hey, when was your first radio gig? He's like, I remember, it was 1949. I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> did you vote for Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> he did, actually, that's a true story. He's a good dude, though, I love Johnny Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, so when I first heard about you, I know you were doing, uh, talking about some of the St. Louis, like, ghost stories that happen on and then you were also talking about doing your podcast Mm -hmm. and then you were also talking about being a ghost hunter Mm. what i guess film would be your main you know pot that you kind of pour into sure would you say yeah i mean i think that just creating content overall whether whether it deserves a camera in front of it mm-hmm. is, you know, to, to be determined. Um, as Travis will tell you, there's plenty of things and, and things that were created that probably would have done better as an audiobook or mm-hmm. a podcast mm-hmm. instead of trying to drag something out. It probably would have lasted longer. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you really have to judge whether we tend to start everything as a podcast yeah, and then yeah. hope that somebody will either be like, hey, I like that idea. Like, we should do a TV show. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would advise, I mean, as you guys know, if you're just on the hustle and starting up, man, like, and you got a great idea here and just trying to, like, kick back and stuff. But yeah. at the same time, I, I think that that's a great avenue mm-hmm. to start, right? Yeah. Because you could just pop off like that, you know? Yeah. Think about Zach and uh, Sam and Colby. Yeah. yeah. Like, these guys, start, I mean, you know these yep. guys. For 24 million downloads yep. um, with, with the emo hair i mean yeah. they do it man yeah man i'm in so yeah that's that's kind of how we got started is we yeah. were just like we we're just messing around one day we were playing basketball at Dude, the park two and then, buddies yeah. we literally were sitting there on uh an iphone yeah just like mimicking a radio and Drew show. Was, like mimicking yeah. a radio show yeah. yeah this was like 10 years ago yeah 
You know, this was like we were very young and we just were, you know, messing around. And yeah. it turned into this. You know, it, it turned into brainstorming. It turned into mm-hmm. being right. one of the most prominent, like, hopefully prominent St. Louis podcasts right. on the market. Like, it's just one of yeah. those things. Like, but I feel like that's. So cool, but man. I feel like that's common if you do anything involving this type of atmosphere like we are the little kids who were sitting in front of the tv acting like we were commentating the sports game we were Mm -hmm. watching yeah but we were also the kids who were reading certain stories and certain books and then also trying to envision what that looked like Mm -hmm. and what it would look like if that was actually put on a film you know i remember reading so many stories growing up as kids and we all heard of them we all read about them uh, the Lady in White, the the, the prom dr- uh, oh, date. You know, remember yeah. those urban legend chilling yeah. stories? Have you seen the painting? Yeah, yeah. the painting. Yeah, for three. sure, yeah. bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's one of those things where it's like, regardless of if you're doing something like in broadcasting or if you're doing something behind the scenes in the industry, yeah. like filmmaking, producing, or writing or acting, it's your creativity and imagination that brought you to it. You already put yourself in that place to be doing what we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. It's, he's right too. It's manifestation, I mean, like, brothers. We did. You guys watched our latest episode, yeah, right? Where, of course. where you have the the bridge stuff. You had the yeah. headless riders, right? Yeah. That's that's from a really good cartoon in the '80s, which yep. was the real Ghostbusters. Yep. Mm-hmm. They actually took real ghost stories and made cartoons. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's just Supernatural yeah. did the same thing yep. when they first came Absolutely. out. If you remember the yeah. first season of Supernatural, it was all. Involving Wendigos, Bloody Mary, oh, and wow. every single the urban Jilted legend, Bride, uh-huh. you know, every yeah. single urban legend you heard about. Yeah, you know? yeah. and people have been doing it forever. I mean, yeah. uh, they got uh, what you call it's coming back. Grim, <laughs> yeah, Grim, Grim, yeah. Grim oh, is coming all, back. I did not and, know that. And, and mainstream people yeah. went after Grim. Oh yeah, because yeah. of the whole like detective, like kind of cop side of everything with the yeah. show. Yeah. But for people like us, we were all about the stories because we remember the Grim tales yeah. and mm-hmm. what those stories were, uh, how meaningful yeah. they were yeah. to people Absolutely. growing up. So yeah, I mean R.L. Stein too. Mm-hmm. I mean Goosebumps. We and grew up St. Louis. Yep, St. Louis. I didn't even know that's St. Louis. Yeah, man. Born and raised. It's not no. just an ice cream cone and a hot dog, guys. <laughs> right, yeah. right. We have R.L. Stein yes, and a exactly. toasted wrap. Right. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and the wrong cheese on our pizza. <laughs> the wrong cheese. So you don't, you don't like cheese that sticks to everything in your mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, I wanted cheese, not Gorilla Glue. Exactly. <laughs> the, reason, the reason I brought you guys together is kind of obvious because you guys are both horror fanatics yes yes so let's get into how you guys got started in this field uh we'll start with you travis okay yeah i mean everybody that knows me knows my story my mom used to scare the out of me (laughs) growing up okay and and she was uh probably the biggest influence in regards to that because not only was she watching all those films but she was reading all the books that the films came from Mm -hmm. so like my mom read Carrie before Carrie came out my mom read all of those Stephen King books before they were turned into films and so growing up as a kid not only was I'm you know I'm I'm a child of the 80s and Mm -hmm. 90s when it was still very popular to have late night horror television shows like USA up all yep. night, rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried, forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You had people like up all night, yeah. <laughs> up all night, up all night. <laughs> and, and if you like, and and I don't, I don't know how much we could cuss or anything, but if you like titties, <laughs> Rhonda Shear, you waited yeah. to see her on <laughs> Saturday Elvira. night, yeah, or Elvira, Cassandra yeah. Peterson, yeah. and I've had the honor to. Meet, I knew I was a boy. <laughs> like, I had the honor to meet all of these people. So, like, at a very, very young age, when you're growing up in the '80s and '90s, I mean. 
horror was just as important as Metallica was back oh, then. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And vice versa. Exa- yeah. Exactly. And usually they were within the same circles, too. Yeah. You know? So as a kid who was a little different because I loved hip-hop culture, but also loved punk rock culture. So yeah. I was a kid who was skateboarding, wearing a gang star t-shirt, <laughs> but I had a hat on that had, like, you know, rancid or misfit you know, patches on there or minor threat or something like that. So I wasn't the normal black kid. I was that original token Mm -hmm. of my school. You were kind of ahead of your time. Yeah, big time. I'm what all y'all motherfuckers are. I was was going to say, no, 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 no. no, It's it's a joke. He's telling the truth, I'm I'm real. Like, all y'all walking around with your little Naruto shit on. Like, yeah, yeah, come see me, bro. (laughs) Like, big time. Because I was watching Inuyasha when I was fucking seven years old. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I want to see all y'all. Because half of y'all are wearing shit that you don't even know what you're wearing. Oh, my God. It's know? like when they wear the Ramon shirt. Oh, dude. Don't oh. even get me started on none of that stuff. Yeah. But, but Name the thing one is, song. man, I got to. I got an album. <laughs> I got to bring it back to my mom, though, man, because my mom was. And she still writes fantasy novels to this day. Oh, that's amazing. And so, like, her bringing me into this world of mysticism and and horror and macabre and, all, you know, all these, just these uh, Dean R. Coots and all these writers that she had in front of me every single day. I just created an infinity for it, man. And yeah. and then once I actually got into it, it was just like couldn't, couldn't, yeah, yeah, it was over. All right, what about over. you, Frankie? So I mean, he brings up a lot of good points. I'm I'm definitely thinking you're a Gen Xer like myself because we didn't grow up with cell phones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had bricks that we threw at people and exactly. sometimes they can make a phone call. <laughs> right. Um and then we look had at these the size pager of that phone. things. These yeah. pager things. Yes. I'm calling space. I'm after pagers, but yeah, the Palm yeah. Pilot, yeah. flip phone. I was on. Unpo- I had a beeper. I was unpopular. Mm-hmm. The only person that beat me was Low Cell. Turned out to be a battery. Did you have a Palm Pilot? <laughs> so it was pretty terrible. No, I, I had one. You had a Palm yeah. Pilot. I had one. Oh I had a man. And a uh, black. You get mad and you just break the screen. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. But um, no, I started. Uh, I think that you come up in an interesting genre of horror, right? Mm-hmm. So you have. I mean, it depends on where you stand. With it's slashes. looked at as the golden age. It in, is. in regards to like American yeah. slashers and stuff. It yeah. really is. I mean, yeah. you have like, um, I mean, it really kicks off with a bunch of different films, especially Chainsaw Massacre, right? Who's not really even in the slasher category, mm-hmm. not yeah. at all. right? Because it's more serial killer. It's and more. it's almost more about what you do in regards to the whole yeah. documentary because what people forget is TCM is should be looked at in the same regard as Cannibal Holocaust mm-hmm. because these were actually your first like found footage movies yes in a sense, so. absolutely i mean cannibal uh, hannibal call i mean the guy was uh, they were looking for him they thought yeah. he actually did a snuff film <laughs> you know it's like, no it, it's <laughs> well like, the turtle was a, real a, an like, italian yeah. chef and yeah. I, could, I make a great gazpacho yeah. <laughs> yeah and one of the reasons why is because i mean that's why we started like no harm done to animals in films was yeah. one of the reasons mm-hmm. because of that film but um i mean for me it was interesting right you had a lot of different horror films for me it was always a contest. Like, you know, if I can get through this, then I can get past any fear that I have, right? right. And so to this day, I can watch The Ring before I go to bed. I can I can watch certain avenues yeah. before I go to bed. But you also have to understand, too, during our generation, if you watch these movies and you listen to Metallica, you were a devil worshiper. Devil, exactly. yeah, devil worship yeah, yeah, yeah. became a very big thing mm-hmm. back then. So much so. Hail that, Satan, baby. Yeah. Pantera. <laughs> and hell and yourselves. Yeah, exactly. you listen to Pantera yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the, the West Memphis Three, where yep. three kids die, uh-huh. I mean, I mean, they blame that entire thing on Metallica. Yep. And then these kids basically went away for almost 28, 30 years. They finally had to take an Arthur plea, which basically mm-hmm. means that 
well, we're not saying that we did it, yeah. but we did it, which was which was bullshit because they were never able to get any kind of money. So they're actually they're, they're and so Metallica donated the the only time Metallica's ever done that. You, you really ever don't ever hear Metallica mm-hmm. stuff in 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 movies yeah, okay. because they really like to hold on their stuff. They don't like to bastardize it. But for that documentary series, which is three films mm-hmm. that HBO did over a series of like twenty years, mm-hmm. and Metallica gave them all their music just to show that you know this entire thing. But we have those we have those epidemics. We yeah. have epidemics of satan worship we have the the epidemic right now uh, i don't want to say that because i got canceled but there's a lot of (laughs) epidemic well i mean you have you have the trans world right now you have these young kids that's an epidemic i mean these are things that are happening these kids are just confused in a couple years they'll figure it out right so i'm still very much on the side of wait and find out right not saying that stuff is not right you know hey there's plenty of people out there and i respect pretty much everyone but when you're talking about kids and i'm a dad it's like hey you know my kid when she was seven years old she wanted to be a carrot so i wasn't about to you know i wasn't about to leave her in the produce section schnooks you know know what i'm saying so we have to be like i'll be back tomorrow darling. (laughs) you play nice with the the lovely squashes next to you stay here with the celery make a mirepoix and if somebody tries to put a little green thing around your ankle you say not today So I wanted to ask you guys this. Like you mentioned, you guys both mentioned this, like the golden era of horror. Yeah, Mm -hmm. man. Can we talk about that for a second? Because like, honestly, you guys are speaking facts, man. That's us, man. You had like Friday 13th and all this stuff was like prominent. A lot of cocaine, though. Yeah, prominent. Get back to that. Because those storylines, wow. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, Halloween was like, I don't know where to go. Let's just start it over again. They rebooted it twice. But I think what it was, and I think the drug use is almost like the perfect thing to bring up because we were leaving the love generation culture of the kids so we were leaving the acid children and the hippies and and then we had the rock and roll children who were like fuck disco you know what i mean and then you had and then and so you had all these kids who were sitting around like (laughs) we want to be mad we want to be pissed off we want we don't you know all that lovey-dovey stuff that our parents were doing. Mm-hmm. We don't want anything at all to do with that. We want darkness. We want fire. <laughs> we want brimstone. We want gay lead singers yeah, like man. Judas Priest. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's and also a Christian. Exactly. Um, also a Christian. Gay Christian. There yeah. you go. And so we're breaking rules here, people. So what happened is. So what happened is. And and it's funny. I was just talking about uh, pump up the volume with okay. a friend of mine the other day. And what we were talking about is just how. When a film like that hit the culture, people looked at it and they were like, mm, that, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. But they didn't know it was already going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when it came to like that 80s, late, early 90s, late 70s horror, the reason why we call that the golden age is because it's not where everything started. Right. It, but it's where everything be able, like everything was able to start creating layers that really started defining where we are in all these genres right now, okay? Mm -hmm. So you had your quiet, silent killers like Michael and Jason, but then you had your loud, obnoxious killers like Leprechaun, Chucky, and Freddy, right? You had your terrifying demon stories like Night of the Demon, The Exorcist, Omen, all like the religious horror was so huge. It kicks off with uh, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby, exactly. Rosemary's Baby is going to be put out by Paramount. Exactly. And then they're going to be like, well, we're going to follow it up with uh, Mm -hmm. Exorcist. Exactly, exactly. So there was this weird, and that starts the Satan thing, Mm -hmm. right? So these movies are now... Satanic Panic is what it was called. And it was was a bad epidemic. Like Mm -hmm. you could, people were ripping, my dad didn't give a shit. Like he didn't carry it. My dad never listened to music 
music past 1961 mm-hmm. to this day. He's yeah. like in his 70s. He only right. listens to doo-wop because he used to sing on a corner in Jersey somewhere. But <laughs> he never made it. Sorry, Dad. Your, your, your golden ticket and never he still came. hates still Billy there. Joel right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stole his spot, Billy. We're coming for you, well, You mentioned man. Some, mentioned some really good, good points there, right? I mean, you had, um, like, Freddy Krueger, for instance, if you're a real horror fan, you know that yeah. part two is just somebody on a lot of drugs, yeah. and three is actually part two. So, and part two actually has a lot to do with LGBTQ. Exactly. And they were breaking boundaries mm-hmm. like yeah, back yeah, there, yeah. if you try yeah, to read yeah. between the lines there. Mm-hmm. But, you oh, know, yeah. I, I think that the one, if you take if you take one of the, the main slasher, like I think that if you look at Freddy, he's the most consistent. For oh, sure. Yeah. Jason doesn't know what he wants to be mm-hmm. unless you're Kane Hodder. If Kane mm-hmm. Hodder's playing Jason, you're Jason yeah. suddenly yeah. has a personality. Yeah. Um, even the one in New York where they spend 80% on a boat, mm-hmm. New York goes to Manhattan. Yep, Jason goes to Manhattan. Manhattan Port? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna ever get to New York? Right. Or how does this right, work? Right, because you look like you're on Staten Island. Yeah. The whole like on, entire film. I feel like I'm on Frontier Airlines <laughs> here. It's like, what is? Are we ever getting there? What is this? We don't have stewardesses. We have vending machines. And the funny how do you thing, have a vending machine on a plane? Like, just, it's funny, anyway. and it's funny how like you bring up Jason, and you bring up Jason goes to Manhattan. Yeah. Well, let's shoot to what's coming out next month, fellas. Screen. Yeah. And where is Ghostface at? Yeah. New York City. Yeah. So even now, these guys are still copying. What comes from that, what we like to call golden the age of horror? It's, it's easy yeah. money. It's very I mean, easy. It's I mean, a formula. It's just, the formula was created, right? You can definitely look, tell in the, look, in the project. Let me, let me make it easy for you guys. Here's the formula, and, and, and you can name so many movies that have this formula. Yeah. A group of kids, predominantly boys. Mm. One girl who talks back to everybody mm. and is usually pretty tough. It. Some supernatural it. presence in either their town or school. Stranger Things. Right? Yeah. And then the the parents are clueless. Mm. Let's start naming titles, fellas. Goonies. I mean, Goonies, yeah. yeah like Stand said, by it. me. Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Yeah. Okay? And then let's talk about recent films. Super 8. Yeah. Super 8. Okay? Yeah. Stranger eight. Things. It Part 1 and 2. It Part yeah. 1 and 2. Both yeah. versions. TNT yeah. version and remakes. 100%. Right? The formula has always been out there. Mm-hmm. Um, summer of 84 tried to do it. Yeah, with they failed form. miserably. They failed, though, yeah. because the formula doesn't work all the time. Yeah. You, yeah. you still need a strong writer. You still I mean, need a strong writer. Gotta, exactly. And it just wasn't there. I mean, look at movies like Cabin in the Woods. That was a weird yeah. a weird take mm-hmm. on that same concept. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, what if we took the stereotypical crew cast right. Right. but then turn on its head? That was just weird. Well, yeah. the, the, the beautiful thing about Cabin in the Woods and why it still resonates with horror fans today is because that was the film that came out and said, all right, we've been watching all this shit from the 80s and 90s, and now yeah. let's make fucking fun of it. Dude, yeah. it was crazy. <laughs> it was nuts. Because you thought, like, oh, is there going to be a sequel? Because what, oh, it did, it, like, what, is what it did is it took people like me and Frankie who were like evil dead fucking whores, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it made us watch something that made us say, yeah, we're all kind of fucking silly for watching this yeah, shit. It's, <laughs> it's just very, very strange, man. Yeah. So what sets a film apart, like, makes it okay to just great? Candyman. <laughs> Candyman, that's a strong candy, fucking answer. Candyman, <laughs> and I can't fucking argue with that. Yeah. I'm a black man. That's yeah, my yeah. That's, Candyman. That's, that is my holy grail for horror. Is right. Candyman? It okay. is. It's mine too. Mm-hmm. He's still what, my favorite. And Clive Barker, um, still really? one of my favorite yes, writers to absolutely. this day. Absolutely. When you look wow. at Candyman versus any other film, mm-hmm. it's easy to pinpoint what a we want. We want tits and ass, and we want them killed, right? <laughs> yeah. When you come to Candyman, you're bringing a different image, and this is the first time we're seeing racism as part of yeah. the narrative. That's why that movie 
broke boundary and yeah. Jordan Peele kind of ruined it, but he only produced Ooh. that film. Yeah, yeah. People got to stop acting like that's his film. Yeah, it's At not his film. At least give credit to the young lady who made that film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and she did is, She did some beautiful she things. She did a with lot that of film. beautiful stuff with that yeah, film. Yeah, and it's like, it it's just. It's terrifying in certain parts. It, it that is. That scene with the girls in the bathroom, yeah. that's one of the best yeah. scenes in a horror film I've seen in the last couple years. One of my man. favorite parts of that is the cinematography from outside the yes. building. You don't yes. see stuff like yes. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. You see this guy floating around the room. Because, like, you've always wondered that in head i'm like i wonder mm-hmm. what the neighbors think and it's like you know this guy yeah. just right. like but i think that the, the that's a film that separates everything um from yeah. from the, the, the be my victim yeah and i think you can also go to hellraiser okay uh, a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. hellraiser and the remake coming uh, out too yeah it's the remake out. is phenomenal you seen it i actually oh we got something to argue yeah. that's great i like the woman lead you I, yeah I, I, yeah yeah i got a picture of her in my phone she's a she's I, I talked to her for an hour and i told her how much i hated the film but i, <laughs> I enjoyed her so you took a picture of her uh, yeah 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 I, I mean i was at the world premiere it was a secret screening at fantastic fest this year Ooh. and so we were sitting in the theater and Tim Lee, the owner of yeah. Alamo, came yep. out, and he's like, all right, everybody, so you all know it's coming on Hulu, and we know you're excited. And everybody looked at each other and said, fucking Hellraiser. Yeah. And sure enough, the director and the young lady came out. They're like, we're so excited for this film. Everybody's standing there, and they're all excited for the film, and I'm all excited for the film because Doug Bradley, <laughs> Pinhead, is one of my favorite fucking characters yeah, of all yeah. time. And I've actually watched every single terrible German straight-to-DVD <laughs> incarnation of Hellraiser. Okay. Right. Um, we have the Volkswagen with the needles. They're everywhere. And they keep just coming through the wall. That Our the budget was $10 ever, American. Um, but when I saw the film, the thing that I just, I just, I, I was just upset because I wanted more. Mm-hmm. And so my own expectations soured me from the film. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was that was the that was you shot yourself. That's in the foot a good by question. Doing big time. Oh, big time, man. Yeah, you can't. When, time. Every time you and see I knew a reboot, better. and I knew you better. did know better. And I was going to ask. I was going to ask. Like, I knew how do you, better. How do you guys feel better. about that? Like the reboots. It dep- it depends. So. I hate Marvel movies. Okay. You want to talk about just a formula? Just saw Ant-Man. No. Just, yeah. just saw Ant-Man talk half about, an hour ago. Want to talk about formula. Talk about Jonathan it. Majors killing it out here, y'all. I mean, Ant-Man's different, right? It adds a comedy and yeah. it adds a really good actor that was actually in a horror movie. If you can name that, I'll give you five bucks. Halloween uh, 6, Curse of Michael Myers, Tommy Doyle. The ori- no, hey, excuse me. Time out. Time out. The original Tommy Doyle. Yes. Not Anthony Michael Hall for all you little youngsters out here. Yes. The original Tommy Doyle. Okay. Let's speak facts on this show. Paul people. Rudd, dude. Yeah, and let's he, speak facts yeah. here. He has not aged. No, no, no. no Paul no, Rudd no. still looks exactly the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really haven't seen um, a horror. So I love Rob Zombie's mm-hmm. Halloween. Yeah, we got um, another thing to argue yeah, about. I love lot, it, man. Yeah, and yeah. it is, it is it's one of the most polarizing. It really is, it's, mm-hmm. and it's hot and cold with people. Mm-hmm. It depends on how what your interpretation is of Michael. Mm-hmm. I think that reboot. That's good. what it is. I think the newer ones. I think they did a really good job with number one. Yes, and then it kind of fell apart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to bring in somebody else, and Michael Myers got weak. I mean, it made the whole film weak. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and you know what? Like to their credit, I think it's still you know, like I said, it's it's I think it's Blumhouse. I mean, that produced that. So. When, when you look at from those perspectives, I know what they're trying to do, and I think that that's really awesome. But mm-hmm. like when you have a horror fan, you know, if you guys have seen the movie, they put him in the in the in a car compactor, and it's like you know, like I you know they've cut his head off already in H two O, you know, LL Cool J's best role ever. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. 
God. I don't know, man. Lemon. He was pretty good in the shark movie. He was pretty good in yeah. the shark movie. Yeah, he, yeah. he was coat. What was that? Claude Blue? Yeah, uh, Big Blue Sea. Big Blue. Yeah. What was that? The Big shark Blue Sea, right? Big Blue Sea? Yeah, yeah. Blue, was it Big Blue Sea? That sounds so. like something from like Pixar or something. Yeah, because you had oh, him and, and Samuel <laughs> Jackson was in that <laughs> shark movie, too. Big Blue World. L.O. Cool J so, comes out. So, like, to go back rapping. to what you were saying, though, like, in regards to, like, what makes something good and what makes something great, uh-huh. the, the thing about horror movies, which is why, like, I love it, and I talk about this every day on my podcast when I talk about it. The reason why I love these films is because they are the most polarizing because there is no other platform no other genre other than horror that gets as much polarizing as it gets because usually if a love romance movie comes out everybody loves it or everybody hates it like it's just like oh that shit's terrible Mm -hmm. and usually that's the same way when it comes to like a big budget movie of any types right what do we got coming out creed's coming soon right now a lot of people are excited to see creed when i see those things i'm like man this looks like the goofiest hip-hop videos (laughs) i've ever seen in my life and i know i'm gonna get hate from people who love me because they love them some creed yeah michael b Jordan cannot act. I'm sorry. The, the, the man looks like good. The Killmonger. man looks good. Killmonger, they were though, fantastic. Yeah, no? I mean, hey, hey, oh, look, look, bro. Was good. Look, look, so. look, man. So. Hey, I, I'm not trying to say the man has done anything <laughs> bad uh-huh. or per se. I'm just saying in regards to what he's doing, I feel like good. the man should not be a Denzel. lot better than what he is. Not Denzel. <laughs> oh, man, no, that's blasphemy, dog. I think we got black, full-on male black actors in St. Louis, like our buddy Anthony Flowers. Oh, yeah. That's a much better Right, right, than right for sure. Jordan. For sure. Yeah. And I'm not trying to take away like, anything from Michael, man. No, like, yeah. but, but he's he's carried that little smirk of his, yeah. mm-hmm. similar to a lot of white actors do mm-hmm. for a very long time. Man, he's just part he's just part of the system now, yeah. like everybody else. So yeah. I'm not excited when I see stuff like that, like movies like Creed, because to me, I'm like, it might be good. Yeah. But for that, it's, it's just it's going to have to be entertaining to be good. Yeah. A horror film, I don't think necessarily has to be entertaining to be good. Yeah, no. A horror movie could just okay. like wrench you, grab you, and just completely wreck you, and and you wake up the next day and then you realize how good it was. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you talk to people who watch horror films, mm-hmm. they always say, "Yeah, I saw that movie twenty times." You don't hear that. Like, other yeah. than holiday films, right? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody will say, yeah, I watched Elf this many times, mm-hmm. or I watched uh, Christmas Story, Christmas Story yeah. this many times. But you can talk to a horror movie fan in July, October, November, March, February, yeah. and if you talk about one of their favorite films, they're going to be like, I watch that movie every day still, okay? Mm-hmm. And I like, I think about, like... I. I'm not going to call her out because she just got married. I'm not going to do that because we in St. Louis, and I don't want anybody in here to get stabbed. But there was a young lady that I dated who was a very, very prominent person in regards to costume and Go jewelry ahead and put that design. picture up. Okay? <laughs> she would watch The Collector. Remember The Collector? That horror movie? Yeah. It's a great film. One of James Wan's. One of his First early projects ones. that yeah. a lot of people don't know about. He's Malaysian, by the mm-hmm. way. A lot of God. people get that confused. They think too. he's like... Chinese, South Korean, and stuff. Yeah, sometimes no, I'm like, he's from no. Malaysia. <laughs> you know, he's um, a very good actor, but the well, director she's, too. She's so. she's watched The Collector yeah. over like 200 times, just that movie. Yeah. And every time I came over to her house, she was watching The Collector. You know, yeah. like you find that in genre films. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple years ago during the pandemic, um, we should tell the husband, right? <laughs> yeah, she just got married. Yeah, I don't know. Um, a couple years ago during like the pandemic, one of the films that came out that I was interviewing the talent for and talking about, 
was a glitch in the Matrix, mm. which is a documentary about the kid yeah. who watched the Matrix films over and over so much. He killed his old He family. lost yeah. his reality and killed his entire, mo- like his mother and father. But That's there are insane. people that do believe too, like in that documentary, it's weird because everybody's in an avatar. Everybody's mm-hmm. in an avatar. So they, yeah. like they really, ca- it's a very strange it's documentary. It's a very strange, it's a great documentary to watch. I always though. have to check like my gummies. Mm-hmm. Like, Did we take the one? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird one. So um, do you guys feel like that it makes a bad horror film if it doesn't leave a lasting effect. I think that horror puts itself in a position where it can't be bad okay. uh, because of their budgets. Okay. I mean, if you yeah. look at Skinnamarink right now, it's yep. the worst horror film probably yep. ever done. It got so much press, made more money than Avatar percentage-wise. Mm-hmm. I can't get through it. It is one of the worst films. I don't care either if I meet this person. Kylie, yeah. Kylie. Made 15. Where did daddy go, Kylie? Yeah. Daddy? In this house. How in, the fuck do you get out of the house? <laughs> How do I turn this off? On like, the on these Legos yeah, that just right. keep showing up fucking yeah. everywhere. <laughs> weird, like, these weird drop On cuts. these Legos. Like, like, let's take film school. Kylie, 101. Let's go, let's go four years to film school. Like, uh-huh. Seriously, I want you guys to do it. I want you to drop $100,000. Uh, and I want you to get professors that have actually done award-winning films. Yeah. And then what I want you to do is wipe your ass with it and break every rule in <laughs> film right. and then be like, stand on stage. I had right. $15,000. And you know what? All, all, all money power to you, bro. Yeah, 2.9 million. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. awesome. Hey. Never make a film again. Big, big, big shout out to my boy Damian Leon, man. Yeah. Damian Leon came out with this character. I interviewed Damian Leon back in 2004. What was that, 16, 13? Wow. He had a little film called All Hallows' Eve. Mm. And in All Hallows' yeah. Eve, there was this little fucking clown that kept showing up to fuck up everybody's day named Art the Clown. Yep. Okay? And so then Damien said, you know what? I'm going to make a whole movie about yep. Art, and it was called Terrifier. Yep. And a lot of people saw Terrifier. Right. Terrifier. A lot of people, people, it's the Red Bull talking. A lot of people were like, "Yeah, it was it was fun. It's kind of gory, and, and 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 you know, clowns to this day are still the scariest thing to people. Oh, like they yeah. cannot. But there's see a lot it. of ambiguity mm-hmm. within the final Very film weird. of, of yeah. Terrifier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the ambiguity between just like the last How scene much in that money film. Did he make off that movie? Though? I know. But the last like scene forty nine million dollars off of that movie, and he only and and I talk to Damien all the time because we've had a relationship since All Hallows yeah. Eve. He was in Texas, and I was like, bro. How much did you spend to make this movie? And he's like, man, I don't think we spent over like seventeen thousand dollars, twenty five thousand dollars, I think total on this film. A lot of corn syrup. Forty three million dollars. Even when the film was free for people to watch on Screenbox, yeah, they were still going to the movie theaters, putting down money to see this film. Yeah. That's insane. But, but so the that's beautiful why, thing is, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's why like mm-hmm. horror films don't mm-hmm. lose. They mm-hmm. really don't. They Unless don't. you get a lot of money. The the ones Woman with in the, Black. One that's well, that's the one with Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, right? uh-huh. oh yeah. my god, the book is phenomenal. Yeah. I know, but like and the, the first, film, the first film was yeah. great. The yeah. second oh, film I couldn't was get through. I was no, the first sit- film was good. Me and my, uh, I think me and you saw it together. Yeah, we were sitting in the back of the theater and we're just like, "What the fuck is going yeah. on?" Like but, he's walking through like this uh, cemetery yeah. and you're just like, oh, what the but, but, "But but 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 the like, first but, film was uh, a the first way film back they were the the first film in the Woman in Black. They <laughs> yeah. were actually in a house that was the 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 most the tide. Uni- yeah, that was yeah. the most unique thing about the film was the tide. Dead mud when kid. The, yeah, <laughs> if, the, if the if the mud butt too. Right? Yeah, for real, bro. This kid's just dirtying up the fucking house. They're haunting. Us mud, and you're mud fucking everywhere. shit up. Like, oh. I'm, yeah. You're seeing like greasy, dark ass cheeks everywhere yeah. oh. in this fucking house. What is he right? doing? I mean, he's got a, like, well, he's just sitting in mud. He's, he's just sitting in fucking, fucking mud. Right, right. Yeah. Ringworm so, in his ass or something. But, but, I don't know. But like, it's, but I think like, 
for a movie like Woman in Black, what what, what makes people get into it, for mm-hmm. me, what got into it, is what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Woman in Black is like a perfect like representation of an old classic ghost story okay. that has now been turned into film. Okay. And they're not going to always get it right. No. Because the stories are always going to be the the campfire stories are always going to be the best, Mm -hmm. which is why we are kids who also grew up and now it's been remade and they still show it on Paramount Plus right Mm -hmm. now. Are you afraid of the dark? We are the Are You Afraid of the Dark Mm -hmm. campfire kids. Okay. So that's why, like, movies like Women in Black, The Scarecrow one. Yeah. Yeah. um, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that guy's a pedophile, though. Right. The new yeah. one fucking sucks. And if anybody likes that movie, I will give me. I need your address. You're <laughs> showing up. That's yeah. not the original guy, though, right? No, man. What about Hansel and Gretel? You want to no, talk man. about? But if you want to talk about a horror film no, that went man. completely awry and yeah. away what from the script, hell. the first film was all about the song. Yeah. Second, Jeepers, third film, Creepers. never played it. <laughs> the never second played it. and the second yeah. film has mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Eric uh, Newsom. Is that Eric Newman? Yes. Eric Newman yes. calling Newman. you out. Yes. St. Louis Ledoux graduate. Yes. And if you don't remember. Remember where he's from? He is the older brother in Malcolm in the Middle's best friend at the military school. The one that's always getting him in trouble. Oh, okay. at the okay? academy. Yeah, at yeah, the yeah. academy. Yep, yep, yep. He's from St. Louis, and oh, he's wow. the asshole racist kid mm-hmm. in Jeepers Creepers too. Points to oh. me when he says racist. Yes. <laughs> racist kid. He I, saw my Trump post and yes. thought it was real. <laughs> yes. Fucked again. Right. Right. Bye, followers. It was great knowing you. All three hundred of you. He's now <laughs> canceled. He's now canceled. Right. Welcome to true cancel culture. Everybody's racist. It's right, so right. fun. I love. But not America. Not America. Yeah. If you ask Nikki Haley. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, ninety-seven point one back there. <laughs> All right. So I know y'all love Nikki. I mean, you did bring up ghost stories, and I do want to talk about that. Yeah. Well, he said I was mentioning that he was a ghost hunter when I was yeah. formally introducing. Right. And then from what I got from your reaction, it's like, oh, well, I don't fuck with ghosts. No, I th- I was more That's curious if <laughs> no, my yeah, most the, the, the black, true you know. the true black reaction is yes, I don't fuck with ghosts. Exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. We don't fuck with squirrels, yeah, dog. Right, yeah. right, right. You know what I'm saying? Name a show aside from Ghost Brothers. That that made it into the ghost channels, right? So we call them ghost channels, right? Yep. So all the shows. Yep. Okay. Yep. You never yep. see a black lead in that. Yep. Hell no, dude. Because they're too smart. Mm-hmm. Never, never. If the house tells Everybody. you to get out, you get the fuck yeah. out. Like, that's, that's why Eddie Murphy, man. Like, that's yeah. why everybody looks like Zach Baggins. Every <laughs> single every single person that's yeah. in it. Right? I just don't believe in ghosts at all. But but, but so but yeah, but no, the reason why I gave the reaction is because I was actually curious on if he was actually Legit? on the no if he was on the actual ghost hunting side okay. or was he just interviewing ghost hunters gotcha. that's why i was asking that question that's why the reaction was i was like oh ghost hunting i didn't i didn't know that that was part of yeah. you know the haunted garage realm yeah. you know yeah. what i'm saying well, cuz all i know here. is i watched the podcast of these two dudes yeah. and for like 30 minutes they are one line in each other over and over again yeah. i'm like bruh <laughs> i'm like i don't even know what the episode is about but i'm just watching tennis go one voice then went to another voice and then another person they had like 18 people in this goddamn the British, episode the British accent right it was Crazy. one 20 minute segment it was like 30 fucking people in this episode <laughs> completely and then it was nuts. like a white girl in the corner somewhere that they yeah. had off to the side yeah. and they just kept showing her she's like hey I'm here yeah. I'm, alive. I'm free I'm safe yeah. like, she's like blinking at the screen yeah, text her so. our manager <laughs> there you go hilarious so like, great I mean, episode if you want to answer the question Frankie go for it what uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's. It's interesting. I don't like the term ghost hunting. Okay. Okay. Um, I I do it from a different. Ru- so me and my partner Jeremy, um, which I wish was here, and we'll, Shout we'll, out to we'll have him come 
Yeah, you guys got to do yeah, something. And Travis yeah, and Travis has Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but, like, I think that we look at ghost hunting a little bit differently. We don't like to alienate ghost hunting, but I think okay. that um, if you go to the really early stages of where ghost hunting starts, right? Ghost hunting actually starts in the U.K., and this is where all the ghost channels begin. Mm. This is when the shows start. All U.K., they're just um, bored out there. They got yeah, exactly. Well, they have a lot of old shit. So yeah, a lot the, of the, the, the common and misconception. Not a lot of guns. And, yeah, the, right. <laughs> right. The common misconception is is that if it's old, it's haunted, and that's just not true, right? So you know, it, well, it's an old house. It must be haunted. No, it's like it's so weird, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poltergeist three tried yeah. to dispel that notion yeah. because well, they're being haunted in a the two the high two, rise. The two best films to watch if you're getting into ghost hunting is Poltergeist and Ghostbusters. For sure. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters actually was written by Harold Remus, mm-hmm. St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes, sir. Washington University yes, grad. Sir. Um, unfortunately, RIP. Um, and then you had Dan Aykroyd as well who yep. wrote the mm-hmm. original script of Ghostbusters and Harold Remus is like, this is terrible. Rewrote the whole thing. But they were both very much into the paranormal. Yep. Okay. We approach paranormal differently as the sense of um, we look at it as trying to help the disembodied. So there's two types of realms when you're dealing with spirits, right? Which is why I consult with film and, and TV, mm-hmm. okay? A lot of times they get this wrong. A disembodied person, okay, that's a person that has died and has chose— this is all theoretical too, all right? For sure. But this is what we believe from, okay. from that standpoint. A disembodied okay. spirit is somebody that has died and chooses not to transition, chooses not to do it to the light— or died too quickly and abruptly, believes they're still alive. Okay. Or just doesn't feel that they deserve anything further than the life they had. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of resentment. Okay. But the, the phrase that I want you guys to remember is, as in life, so in death. Mm. It, it, you don't – so you, you'd have to understand that is there a cognitive – Cognitive imagination. Can you learn another language when you're dead, right? Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is where it gets kind of funny mm. where, you know, oh, these were Japanese POWs. And then why are you fucking talking English then? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. What the right. hell would they know? Right. Interesting. You know? Hello. But Hi. the minute Can you hear me? Right. Can you hear me? <laughs> and it's always the same show, right? Like every show is the same. I mean, Zach May Baggins. I please get an order of shrimp tempura? <laughs> 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 it's like, and they're like, that's American. <laughs> yeah, we don't make Do that, that shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Eat that shit raw. Um, <laughs> right. But like, Straight from the ocean. Right, exactly. <laughs> Salty. Um, but you, then you have possession, right? So now you're okay. now you're dealing with dark entities and you and good good ghost investigators, people investigating the paranormal, they you have to know both. I consult okay. with the number one exorcist probably of all time. They even did a movie about him. Um, it was called The Right, mm-hmm. which you've probably mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. This is Father Gary Thomas. Uh, Anthony Hoffs. Hopkins, I think yes. he, I think Anthony Hopkins is the lead in that's the right. correct. Yes, Anthony Hopkins. The uh, poster is a uh, kind of burnt in cross R I T E with his face kind of in the back. Of yes, one eye is red. Yes, correct. So correct. the right's actually a very good movie. Um, very good movie. So Father Gary Thomas actually consults on Hollywood stages, but he never takes money. It's probably part of the exorcist ritual. Now yeah. Italian exorcists from the actual um, Vatican do exorcisms very differently than American exorcists. They actually kind of like prolong it, and you, you can see people being possessed for over three years whereas father gary thomas was more aggressive and so he started his own school in chicago um, and it's been up for like seven years a school of exorcism now you have to be ordained minister as a priest but you can be on teams as deacons and stuff like that so when we go into a building when we go into private investigation which is pretty much all haunted garage does is private investigation we like to keep people uh, the the anonymity is very important to people especially the house we're investigating was i mean 
let's just say that he made a lot of money in sports mm. okay. and mm-hmm. um, was a lot like you. Didn't believe, but now he's yeah. getting to that point where it's like, boom. So 80%. We got you, Larry Hughes. We got you. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> steroids everywhere. Right. A lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot we got of, you, Steven Jackson. Yeah. We got you. Oh, sorry. A lot of, a lot of what <laughs> the hilarious. See? Uh, I'm go. getting canceled. Right? <laughs> he's like, this is got the one. It's the guy in the white hat. <laughs> um, we love so, you, Rick Ross. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> shout out, shout out to the real Ricky to Ross. The, exactly, forever. Which is, is what it. my handle is, Freeway Frankie. Um, but when you when you look at it, the possession side of ghost hunting, it's yep. it's it is different. Everybody approaches it differently. But if they've seen a show, you know they come in yep. like with full tactical gear. Okay. Like, what are you fighting in there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, it's like, it's like it's fucking a guy coming behind him. Ball. I'm on your six. I'm yeah. like, what is happening? <laughs> right, right, right. How do you know where this thing is? Yeah. Like, you know, they always go right to the basement or the attic. Yeah. If I'm a ghost, I can't wait to be a ghost because I'm going to fuck with people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be like, are you here? Yes. And then <laughs> they bolt. They bolt. This is a big show on Netflix right now, right? Where you had this 20 days and all this stuff. Like, and, and, and All these people they got, we know. They're a bunch of jokers. They're all from the Midwest. They are jokers. These yeah, are the yeah. worst paranormal plumbers on the planet. Okay? <laughs> it's what they are, man. The one chick sitting in the room trying to channel, and she's like, I gotta go. The whole reason why you're on this show is to find out right. what's in that. Why are you leaving? Right. Yeah. Then you want, this is the reaction. It's kind of like when you go to a restaurant, and you're like, man, I'm really in the mood for steak. You order mm-hmm. the steak, and you leave. Yeah. yeah, that's that show. Yeah, didn't you want to stick around for the steak, right. buddy? Yeah. So when we approach it, it's very differently. And, and the other thing too is when they walk around with melmeters. Yeah. So when you get into ghost yeah. gadgetry, so ghost gadgetry melmeter is actually invented by a person that lost his daughter, who was Melanie. He he believed that EMF technology was a way of transferring frequency, wow. and that oh, they could man. communicate. Okay. In those senses. That's great. So that's why it's called the Melmeter. It's actually named after his daughter. Okay. Right? That's awesome. So you'll yeah. see him do this. And then the the, <laughs> the best thing on these ghost shows when the lights go off, they're yeah, all they're looking like, oh. at the device. Like, oh, yeah. But if the <laughs> if that is lighting up, you don't look at the device. You look up around you. Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to be finding what that like, energy Yo! is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know. But at the same time, I think that there there are decent paranormal guys what we try to do is try to help those ghosts move to the next level mm-hmm. whereas father gary thomas will tell you this too the, the, the saddest thing is that when you have a haunting um in a restaurant or in a, in a pl- famous place and people go there um that he has approached those restaurants and he said do you want me to you know exercise this house and help them transition on in 90 percent of those cases they would say no and that for me is terrible. That you're keeping somebody hostage in there. It yeah. could be a child that's afraid. Mm-hmm. It could be a person that doesn't know why they're still here. Mm-hmm. This is shown a lot in the only Conjuring movie that was true, and that's part two. Everything else was fake. Okay. Okay. Everything else was fake. Also, you know, let's get to the bottom of the Warrens. Okay. Ed Warren was not ordained mm-hmm. by the Christians or the Catholics mm-hmm. to do exorcisms. Okay. The person they're referring to in those movies is a father by the name of Father Martin Malachi, which they don't have the rights to use Father Martin Malachi. He's still mm. protected by the Vatican, even though he left the Vatican. So if you're a priest and you leave, you're still a you're still a priest. Oh yeah. And even though he didn't have the sacrament of exorcism, he was one of the best um, in exorcism. So when you watch those films, the Warrens where where I believe they started their intent beautifully mm-hmm. they became it corrupted them yeah and they became all about money and they started yeah. inventing shit and fake the, the cousin too the nephew mm-hmm. oh that guy's a creep man around like, the time amityville um, yes horror stories first started which i don't believe around. that was ever anything haunted yeah, yeah. that was that nope. was a lot of people coming out 
and really going after yeah, the Warrens on, yep. you know, if this stuff is actually true or not, because then you started finding the stories about how yeah. they were people getting paid yeah. to be yeah. keep to keep these stories going on about this little house up in Long Island. Yeah, but the yeah, craziest yeah. thing about it is whenever there were the actual accounts from the people in the neighborhood and on the street, they'd yeah. be like, there's fucking nothing. And a lot of people get it wrong. It was actually the son. It wasn't the father. It was the son. It was sure. It was he, the son. He killed his whole family. Mm-hmm. It's called a family aside. Mm-hmm. Um, two, two Double the, barrel shotgun. Yeah. To most. Walk through the house and supposedly possessed by Native American spirits yes. or something, yeah. the young man well, was? Well, it, it depends. I mean, he just died yeah. last year. We've been trying yeah. to get an interview with him forever. Yeah, because he, he was still alive. Yeah. He was still alive. Yep. Um, and when, when you look at Amiaville, it's a very good example of all the movies that follow. Poltergeist, mm-hmm. all those types mm-hmm. of things. They do Amiaville, mm-hmm. which is a Burnt really, offerings over in Amiaville was a great game. film, yeah. though, mm-hmm. when you really look at the original oh, yeah. film. That and John, one, and, and Brolin, Brolin was fantastic oh, in the God, movie, yeah. man. He, like, was, he looked just like Lutz, too. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about the, the family that moves in after, yeah. which yeah. that guy was a con artist, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. He made so much money. The Lutz family, there's a whole thing about them and how much money they made now the one the, kid that is in the Lutz family he did a documentary yep he said it was true there was demon shit going yep. on and, and he had conjured it and he yep. had yeah. invited this in so so there's the battle between invitation there's the battle between so so you're looking for three different things right when you go investigate mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out if it's demonic mm-hmm. and it's pretty easy to tell if it's demonic yeah uh, right away because they have a pattern, okay. and a lot of Hollywood has picked up that pattern. But there are things that Hollywood doesn't know. Okay. Okay, so we look for that first. Um, secondly, you're looking for the intelligent haunting. This is somebody okay. that knows they're dead, knows they're a ghost, and likes to mess with you. Mm-hmm. But Buster Keaton House in, in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. actually, is haunted by the famous comedian, and he loves to play tricks. Doesn't He just doesn't want to transition on. What? Okay, so then you have residual haunting. That's so crazy. residual haunting That's is a lot. That's the most well-known. It's the most well-known, and mm-hmm. it's what's happening at the Lent Mansion. Because mm-hmm. okay. it, it, it's the same haunting. It's what we were talking about a little mm-hmm. bit earlier in the yeah, show. Yeah, talked so, about it on the right, yeah. show, yeah. Yes, exactly. The plant house in Webster Groves has a residual yeah, haunting. Yeah, there's a great mm-hmm. book, actually, mm-hmm. Webster Groves Haunting. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Webster yeah. Groves right here, baby. Yeah, That's where I, I went mean, to high school at. Very, I love living in that. Very, very The Epworth Child Center. Yeah. I mean, we would drive up to Epworth three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, yeah. and and not do drugs, yeah, and and sit yeah, outside to, to see yeah. if we could actually hear these little kids and stuff. And yeah. I yeah. mean, you you know, it's it's by Elm, which is one of the busiest streets in Webster Grove. Yes, yeah. So sometimes you're like, mm, maybe I'm hearing something, but maybe I'm yeah. just hearing the normal yeah. flow of the neighborhood. Yeah, at mm-hmm. this time. Yeah, St. Charles has mm-hmm. has has a lot of lore too. Alton, um, Illinois, of but, course. But the residual is essentially, you know, I see the woman. She's at the top of the stairs she comes right. down the stairs she fades out right. i see okay. the lady she's on the bridge she's right. holding her head but she doesn't interact i was in the mcpike mansion downstairs and like they're like you know don't be surprised if you feel something like touching your leg while you're down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. they're I like that's that was just and an they're excuse. like and they're like that's one of the kids yeah. and so that i'm sitting there and i'm looking at my friend and i'm like why in the fuck would the kids <laughs> be crawling around in the dark in this goddamn basement of this exactly. house and why would they have died doing that? Yeah. I was like, so maybe there's something more to the story than that. That's I don't crazy. Cause so and I think so it's just a draft Mick, that went through. Mick Pike. Because <laughs> the house is completely demo- is it's, in Yeah, it's, you can't be. It's structurally it's a draft. <laughs> so, so Mick Pike is interesting, right? It's, it doesn't sit far outside here, maybe 30 minutes from right. here. So okay. Mick Pike Mansion, Bissell, and Lemp, mm-hmm. right? Those are the three most haunted mansions within mm-hmm. like 30 miles of each other. Um, Bissell's in pretty rough neighborhood. Grand, Somebody just grand bought it. 70. We actually bid on it. We didn't mm-hmm. get it. It went for like six hundred grand. So I don't know who's doing something at Bissell, but you know, so I you guys hope. bid on it. 
We did. Okay. Yeah, we lost. They were doing um, the mystery theaters, it needed murder theaters for yes. uh, murder dinners for a while. Yeah, Limp still does it. Yeah, Limp still does and it, but Bissell, Bissell was, was doing, doing it for a while, But they needed about $300,000 worth of just plumbing. Yeah. So we we had to, like, bid low and just yeah. be like, well, hopefully no one bids on it. But, yeah, somebody came in, an investor. Yeah. It might have been even a family member of the mm-hmm. Bissell fortune, so you, you just never know. Yeah. But um, with McPike, it's funny because that is what really launched – um, ghost gadgets, mm-hmm. and it was one of Zach Baggins and the Ghost Adventures' first episodes yep. was McPike. Yep, and mm. that was the time that I really realized that me and him were not going to get along because mm. we knew the history of Pike, and nobody, nobody is buried on that property. Mm-hmm. They're all buried in the cemetery, which mm-hmm. is about a mile away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you can literally go there. Um, you so see the whole very family strange. there. But this is when ghost gadgets become, and then Ovulus and all these different ridiculous, terrible ghost inventions. First of all, science would tell you that you'd have to prove that you can actually talk to the dead for in order for it to be an actual device. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We use older stuff, dowsing rods. We use our gut. Um, we do like camera. We do like night vision. Mm-hmm. We like infrared cameras. You never know. But then you, you go back into like why would they be bringing – why would it have heat? Mm-hmm. Right. Like you just think about the logic behind that. Like Because yeah. we don't – it's amazing how much science has come and we're still dumb as shit when it yep. comes yeah. to death. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> just dumb. Like, I wow. think it's like the whole fourth dimension, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a theory. The that... Taco Bell commercials? No. The, the... <laughs> like, or the, oh, was... that's the fourth meal. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yo somebody's quiero Taco hungry. Bell. Let's yeah, get canceled hungry. again. Bro. Somebody's hungry. <laughs> Thank you. No, but, uh, no, but shout out to Alamo Goodbye, Theater. I just ate a lot of food at Alamo Theater, so no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> that's so a beautiful sp- place, man. Mm-hmm. So they think, like, spirits exist on a different plane. Me, personally... I don't really have a stance on whether ghosts exist or not, but I, there's one time that I felt like this house was haunted. And In then, this house. Sorry, I had exactly, exactly. <laughs> There are Legos. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most terrifying fucking thing. You ever I, stepped I, on one I, of those guys? Exactly. Goddamn, I was That's like, this would be the most terrifying house to be in. Exactly. There are fucking Legos all right. over the ground. And, and you're it's just black. And there's yeah. a fucking light from a TV the whole yeah. time sounds guiding like a, you through the house. Sounds like a South Korean game show. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Stepping on Legos. Yeah. But, uh, no, so I did hear this one. Like I said, I was dating this girl, and she said her grandma experienced this. So I think this is in Arizona. It was like Arkansas, Arizona, one of the southern states. Wow, because Arizona like, is so south. I mean, it's <laughs> south from here. It's south from here. But, I got you. No, if, uh, it's warm. So you're like, <laughs> basically, it's like the hitchhiker story. Have you heard yeah. that? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. So she was saying that wow. that happened yeah, to her grandma. A, Picked up some man, some lady. That happened to so many people, grandma. Exactly. Along the way, <laughs> disappears. Yep. That happened to so he many people. Asked her where grandmas. she was going, and she disappeared. I think. I think. Honestly, <laughs> and he was an Uber driver, and he had to pay for it. Yeah, what the she actually fuck, man? had yeah. dementia. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, I think so. I remember. I remember being a kid, and. Um, not only was I watching Lady Chatterley, <laughs> but I was watching uh, the film The Emmanuel. Lady, The Lady in White, yeah, and Emmanuel too, Emmanuel Four. Exactly. That was the best one. Yep. Skinamax. Yep, exactly. Skinamarink, Skinamax. <laughs> in this porno, it's soft. In, in this soft porn, in this soft with porn. a Filipino Asian lady with no tits. Ha, ha, oh, oh, ha, oh, ha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you guys are gonna Google Emmanuel. Boy. 
Emmanuel, baby. That's great television. Yeah, like, you guys have no shit. idea about late night Cinemax back no, in the day. We were raised people, on that shit, man. This next generation does like, not for watch sure. that you, shit. You have no, no idea what you, we you were raised on, man. You your fingertips. You guys, yeah, you so, guys no, can no, literally no, no, yeah. find, like, it, like, we had to, like, watch yeah. scrambled fucking TV with our head sideways. <laughs> exactly. Is that, the last one? Figure, was that a Is that a titty? Yeah. Is that a titty? I see a warped green penis. Yeah, we all look like the chick from The Grudge when we got it. Exactly. Your parents would go to bed, and you'd be like, Right. Then all of a sudden, uh, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Like, oh, like, God damn it, he's <laughs> up right now. Yeah, My mom right would now. always come in and touch the TV. And she's like, I knew you were fucking up the TV's warm. I'm exactly. Like, oh, it's always warm. It's exactly. like summertime. You check my engines. Yeah. <laughs> Probably good with engines. My but yeah, but it's just like, that. like we, we, we actually, we were just privy to all that just like late night Lord. TV. And, yeah. and like, and when you were around <laughs> that growing up at that time period, like I remember, so the first time I ever thought I saw a ghost. This is this is gonna like I'm about to wake so many people up with what I say here. This is gonna be ridiculous. This is our grandmother and a moomoo. That's so how it starts. I stayed up because I video recorded during my basketball game HBO's world premiere of The Boy Who Could Fly. Oh wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did I just take you back? Jesus. Okay. So Another this, great film. I'm telling you, you guys have no idea what we what we came up under. Oh, all right, gosh. it's fucking a movie about a kid who probably was meant to something going on. He's autistic on. or something. Yeah. But my boy was all about flying. Yeah. Back then we called him slow. We called yeah. him slow. Yeah. yeah. And it? the motherfucker flew. Cancel him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what? Like the movie is no joke, dude. How? It's no joke. Yeah. I, you gotta well, watch it. You gotta watch he it. He was slow. He didn't know where he was going, but he was flying. But he so flew. He, so he fucking flew. Man. So much he could remember. Right. You know? And the flying was so bad. I mean, he yeah. was like barely off the air. His arms and legs <laughs> were fucking bent. It was yeah. weird. I guess they just didn't have enough string back then. Um, they were using it on the Princess Bride right. because, you know, Andre the Giant's arms were fucking What he's not telling you is that he like recorded over his parents' wedding. So yeah. That, yeah. For that stupid yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. So it was actually younger than the wrestlers I taped over. My mom fucking went after my ass after that. Uh, so anyway, I'm watching this. It's like 12, whatever, in the, in the evening, and my mom's upstairs asleep. And I look out of the corner of my eye, and I thought I saw a little girl run up the fucking stairs and i was like what the fuck was that and i swear she had like a white and a black dress on mm -hmm. and so it made me start to like research the area that i was in because the area that i was in was unincorporated st louis county yeah. uh overland area mm -hmm. i went to rittner at that time so i was off in of, uh, i was in elmwood okay off of page and dillman by martin luther king park which martin luther mm -hmm. king park is still there yeah so they tore down all the For the airport right mm -hmm, not yeah. too far from the airport so yeah. they tore down all the buildings that i lived in growing up as a kid but i never found out what used to be in that area area growing up but i remember when i got to college and i started thinking about this story over and over again and it goes right back to what we were talking about with just being rational i sat there and i'm like you were 11 years old. You stayed up to like one o'clock in the morning to watch a fucking movie about a little white boy flying. Yeah. And you saw a white girl run up the stairs wearing like a Pepperidge Farms outfit. I was like, you were sleep deprived. <laughs> like, you know, because what I what I asked that or myself. That's premonition of your because life. Because what, what I asked myself is even if. I did see a ghost. Yeah. What the fuck would she be doing running up the stairs of this newly built townhouse community? Right. Well, she was watching that movie. Yeah, she was watching <laughs> The Boy Who Could Fly. You yeah, know? So so that's fly. why like I totally get what Frank's saying on there is like 
when you do think about these energies and these spirits and if they're actually out there, and I'm going to talk about something that I would love to get his opinion on, mm-hmm. it, it makes you think about like, all right, let me just put some fucking sense to this. Why would this person be here? Why would this, like he said, why would this be cold? Right. Why would this be hot? Right. But one of the things that I can say, and this is what I want to ask Frankie about is, I've always thought about the other side of spirits in regards to energy, like the ones that you you feel their energy when you come in. Yeah. And one of the things that is very prevalent in society is kind of that night terror mm-hmm. where people will feel mm. like someone Those is demons. pressing them yep. down yeah. I've in, had that the, in the before. bed. Yeah. So, sleep paralysis. Yeah, yep. the sleep paralysis oh. and stuff like that. So, so I remember I remember being a little kid. Now, were my, your eyes open or closed? Mine open, were open. Open. Yep. open. Mine were open. Yeah. It was terrifying. So, so, and, it, and here's the thing. It wasn't happening to me. It was happening to my cousin. Okay, oh. so you remember when we used to have to like sleep in the bed with your yeah. cousin or something? Yeah. You yeah, slept yeah. down that side, they slept, slept down on yeah, that yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. So Missouri. I'm sleeping in the bed with my cousin, and I felt that it was like a red energy. Yeah, fuck that. That yeah. was like right next to him, <laughs> and I'm looking at him, and his eyes are closed, but they're like moving, yeah. like he's clearly busy, yeah. and I can see him like trying to move his arm. Yeah, and then I'm trying to say something. I can't say nothing. I'm realizing. I also You're, can't fucking move. Dude, that is oh, the best. So I'm laying, like his feet are by me, uh-huh. and I'm laying down, and I'm looking at his head up there, and I s- almost feel <laughs> oh, this bad, very red, evil presence in the room. Mm. My Look, grandmother told me that a long time ago. Yeah, right? <laughs> My grandmother told me a long time ago there was like this guy or something that lived on that street that used to go around like, beating fucking children that didn't belong to him and shit. And so I was like, what the fuck? What if this motherfucker, like, because they lived, they had a creek behind them. And, like, anybody could get access to anybody. Motherfuckers didn't care about fences and shit back then. This was, like, 1980-fucking-five. You know what I mean? People didn't care about shit like that. But the whole entire time, I was like, man, what if that was this, like, spirit who's just, like, he's able to, like, access all these people's fucking houses and actually fuck them up. And barbarians kind of played on that a little bit with the whole, like, houses, like the, that little tunnel underneath all the houses where this guy had access okay. to, like, be able to come up anywhere and actually do whatever he wanted to do or this woman monster that he ended yeah. up creating out of incest. Well, it's like Elm Street, so. like... Nightmare on Elm Street, like jumping into dreams and exactly. shit. Yeah, man, but, uh, but if, you, if, you, if you hear Wes Craven and all those guys talk about Nightmare on Elm Street, when they were writing it, a lot of the stuff that they got was from a lot of those things of okay. the night terrors and stuff like that, and the yeah. dreams, and and but more like with genies and stuff like that, and granting wishes, Wishmaster, yeah. you know what that I mean? Like one. Robert England also, like because people forget Freddie was not like Robert England was yeah. just not Freddie back then. Yeah. Yeah. That motherfucker was in all types of horror movies yeah. back in the day, yeah. but Freddie became his iconic character, iconic character though. So, so okay. who was you guys' like first? I want to know you guys' first horror movie and then your favorite horror movie, like, to date. If you had to just choose two. My first one was, uh, well, my mom was big on uh, Twilight Zone and Alfred Hitchcock. Oh. So Alfred Hitchcock presents. I never get tired of watching that show. My mom loved Outer Limits. She was watching Outer Limits and Doctor Who. You could say it it was that one. I would say it's probably Psycho. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably Mm -hmm. Psycho. My mom was a huge, still is. Huge Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. He's actually on yeah. our podcast. He's he's in a picture in one of the on the shelf. Nice. Um, and then I would say my favorite to date, mm-hmm. um, and 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 more recently, right? You've you've heard my you know 
Candyman spiel. Mm-hmm. But um, I believe Cocaine that- Bear, right? Yeah, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I know, my podcast is all over the place. Yeah. People are like, what is wrong out. with this guy? Oh, like, man. Um, <laughs> uh, a little dabble do you, buddy. Yep. Um, that but, do. <laughs> I think that there's actually a movie coming out, too, about cocaine bear. Um, <laughs> so I, I would say that my favorite to date would be um, A Haunting of Hill House. Mm. Okay. I think it's, I think her, she's an incredible writer. I think she took something that was... Um, very troubling. I, you'd mentioned Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. The, these these stories, Hansel and Gretel is about rich kids going into poverty. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a whole deep mm-hmm. deeper meaning mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Um, and that these people like in this side of the railroad practice, they're witches, they're they're cannibals, they're practice yep. voodoo. Mm-hmm. These are black people. These mm-hmm. are people that are in poverty. Mm-hmm. This is what Hansel and Gretel is trying to display. It's a right. very deep film when you try to get through the psychosis of it. When when you look at the house on haunting, so. The, the original novella talked a lot about things you couldn't talk about. I mean, we grew up in an era when you're a Gen Xer, you weren't allowed to have mental illness. Right, you were right, like, right, get right. the fuck over mm-hmm. it and right. moved on. That Buck made up. us both strong. Yep. It gave mm-hmm. us values. But I said this in a podcast last night. It also devalued what we see today in these young children that oh, are yeah. crying in yeah. rooms. Yep. And, and we're like, what the fuck are you doing? Just get over it. Right. Right. So it, it depends on where you are and, and how you were coddled. But when we were back there, so for, for, for that um, series that that mini series that, mm-hmm. that that they had done you know Midnight Mass and um, the other one which was not as good as uh, the House on Hunting Hill but the Hill House but um, when you look at the mental illness in that when you look at what the true haunting is when with the true uh, where these ghosts are coming from where these spirits are coming from mm-hmm. she she played with a mix of different things where you're like man this is deeper than just seeing ghosts there's a right. ghost in every frame of that film yeah you can go back through it a hundred times yep. and just pause yep. it is one of the That's scariest crazy. films that I've series that I've ever seen it was so well done the acting was superb everything about it is great and I don't think anything can really touch that for a long time now there's been scary movies Movies, mm-hmm. But I don't get scared by creature features. I right. don't really get scared by slashers. Right. I don't get scared by Freddy. Freddy never scared me. Right. I sleep like a rock. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's good. Really but to his sleep paralysis is. I did want to answer that for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I appreciate. So you going sleep back paralysis to that. is is what happens when the body falls asleep but the mind is awake. Yeah. That's essentially the scientific um, yep. explanation for it. Now, this can happen uh, multiple different ways. What is, what is actually happening is you're sleep-deprived, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably mm-hmm. you know, yep. staying, staying up, up late. late, playing video games. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is your body is physically done, yep. but your mind can keep running, and oh, so yeah. that is what's happening in that scenario. Eventually, you'll, you'll shake it. But in... The, the house on Haunted Hill or Hill, Hell House. Yes. Legend of Hell House. Yeah. So when you look at um that scene where she Although has. Although the remake of House on Haunted Hill wasn't bad. We got to give Tay Diggs some love every once yeah. in a while. He showed up. He showed up. I like Tay. He, he showed up. Uh-oh. You know? He's all right. He's all right. So Stella got a group back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah. He was actually a movie theater attendant. I mean, come on. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. He was like, everybody's like, oh, I want to be a movie theater. You know, he was great. I actually really liked Tay did some good. He did some it? great wood? stuff. The Wood. Uh, the Wood, yeah. the wood, the wood was fantastic, yeah. man. Yeah. So like, I grew up in a neighborhood where it was very mixed. Mm-hmm. So when I moved to St. Louis, it was so bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Where are you from originally? Again? Miami, Florida. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, you grew up with everybody. Yeah, 305. We're like the only white baby. family. I'm actually white from Miami, and that just doesn't happen. <laughs> 
It's not happening. They think I own cattle. Like, they're like, what? They're like, what part of upstate New York did you come from? Right, exactly. And you're like, no, we're actually. No, we were from fucking here. poor. My dad was a chef, and he'd steal everything out of the kitchen yeah. before he left for night and then feed us at night. Wow. So, what's the craziest Florida man story that you witnessed in person? Oh, Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> Pit vipers and trees. Yes. Um, alligators do climb fences. Yes, um, they do. So all these things. And are they true. will bark like a dog. Um, so, so really funny fact uh-huh. about um, Florida is five people a year die from a coconut, which I think is <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> fucking great statistic. Can you imagine that shit? Like you're waiting yeah. for cancer to kill you, and a yeah. fucking coconut just oh, lands on your head and splits your skull. But even even funnier than this is actually. And you think we got to worry about the police right. out here? If, in the if, if there's a cold front in Florida, pe- people won't run underneath trees because of iguanas because they're having the same effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iguana yeah. will just freeze in a tree and fucking fall on somebody. Can you imagine that? You're and just running big. and no, you're they're just, big. They're huge. Size yeah. of dogs. Yeah. They're, they're huge. Big. I'm they're like, big. what is that thing falling from the tree? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Florida man stories are. There's, I mean, we have the most famous is in Key West, mm-hmm. right? Which is the doll that created the Chucky movies, mm-hmm. and you gotta, you know, you know, ask him for, you know, can I take your picture and mm-hmm. shit like that, and it's a haunted doll and I'll haunt you and all this type of thing. So that's really where that haunted doll stuff comes mm-hmm. from. That's a Florida story. That's yep. a that's a that's, Key West story. That's nuts. Um, Annabelle is, Annabelle. you know, is yep. the other one, which yep. was yeah. the Raggedy Ann doll. It, yeah. it didn't do any like. Like, it's funny. Hollywood's just funny. It's like, well, Raggedy Ann ain't really going to do it because, you know. And they were able to really, like, embellish on that for a while, too, with, with, like, ventriloquist stuff. Yeah, yeah. When you had films like Dead Silence. Yeah. Yeah. What was was the one film with the the kids that go to the the, the house? It's almost like House of Wax. But it was the Mm -hmm. kids went to the house, and it was, like, in the 70s. And, like, the dowel came out of the, 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 the closet. And the windows were shutting. I think it was a telekinetic film, and oh it was my like God, I know uh, what you're the, about. the one guy's in the bedroom, and the knives are flying yes. at him. Yeah, and oh like the, the dummy comes out and starts laughing at it's him. It's a real stupid name. It's a, it's a goofy name, yeah. like something beach party massacre yes. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they really for a while they like really master, like master bedroom or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> like, what something is this like film? that. But for, we're just trying to make money here. For the longest time, <laughs> they really tried their hardest to embellish on the Dow stuff. Like yeah. the Dow. They even made a movie in the '80s called Dows, yeah. oh, and it had the 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 cover was like one of the Dows had like her eyes missing. A haunting in Connecticut. Like, yeah. Haunting um, in Connecticut. Yeah. Is it really another mm-hmm. good film? This talks about the ectoplasma that was very big mm-hmm. coming out of the guy's mouth. Yeah, and they did this. I mean, this was a very interesting thing during the spiritualism movement. This starts right roughly antebellum. Uh, The Fox sisters kind of bring spiritualism to life. This Mm -hmm. is this renewed idea about, you know, ghosts and stuff like that. So. Um, and you see that in some films, and, and it picks up. But yeah, I yeah. mean, I think for me, I mean, the the sleep paralysis thing is something that yeah. it, you get to the point where you can actually mix science with it. But it is strange that everybody that experiences sleep paralysis always has the same thing. They it's see the this same. thing with red eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, for me, it was this. It was um, I was in my apartment alone. I had just moved in. Um, it was my one of my first apartments. Um, Smoking. I was smoking. No, I was smoking. It's all right. It's it's um, legal here. In people. the I was, boys' room. I was like 17, 18, first apartment. Not legal in Florida. Um, and I fell weird. asleep on the floor. Um, I didn't have any like furniture in there at the time. You know, we we're still moving in and stuff like that. And I fell asleep on the floor. I was up late. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this is crazy. And I woke up. I was pitch black room. And I, I, I remember like trying to look around. And then I tried to get up. You know, I tried to stand up. Full consciousness. Yeah. I could look around. I could yeah. see everything. Dear God. Pitch black, but it was just like little lights here and there. You know, I had my router. I had, you know, a light like for mm-hmm. my speaker and stuff. I could not move my body. Yeah. 
And that was for the first time I was like, oh, my God. This Wait, is were like, you floating above your body? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. That's astral projection. I, yeah, I mean, that's that astral projection. That's some different stuff. Yeah, that's some different stuff. That's when yeah, you get yeah. in. That's it's, when you. That's yeah. when you I told get them about into the story. what you were talking about earlier with the it different planes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's some different. That's, that's, some, that's some different stuff. It could be that because there, I there told people him, in comas. Yeah, there's people who cannot escape. Yeah, from shit like that. Dude, it felt like I could not. I couldn't do anything. I was just there. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, I think it may have been astral projection because I could see myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could have been the same thing. That's just some scary shit, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I don't uh, believe in ghosts. This I, is uh, I think, yeah. one of the biggest films in horror right now is Insidious. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and James for Wan sure. is, mm-hmm. is touching on mm-hmm. astral projection with the child. Big time, yep. So that that's what's scary, but he has to get back, and he yeah. has to follow the voices and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. That yep. shit's freaky, man. Yeah. Like, it, it freaks the and shit that's out what, And that's what was so smart about what James and, and, and the writers were doing with the film is they gave you the first film, and they didn't tell you yeah. Like this is like they didn't they didn't give you the glimpse of what you were actually paying mm-hmm. attention to because mm-hmm. they were scaring you so much that you weren't noticing certain things were going on. And then they came out with Insidious 2 mm-hmm. and then they taught you. They said, hey, yeah. you remember that door that opened on that part of the movie? Yeah. Look who's coming through that door right now. So they were setting you up for everything that's getting to yeah. where they are now with the final installment of the film on the way. Right. And it's one of the best developed films. It's meaning, fa- it like, has it's so the, great. The, the Ghost Hunters, the mm-hmm. comic relief, those two guys, it ha- oh, they just make the they're, film. They're great. Is because... that involved with Conjuring and stuff? Is that all no. the same universe? No, or no, totally no, separate? no, no. Totally it's separate? different. It's different. Okay. Um, you, you, you just have a lot of the same uh, cast because mm-hmm. James likes to use like a lot of the same people which a lot of I mean Quentin Tarantino's known for that everybody's known for that Rob Zombie we were talking about that earlier everybody's known for that Jordan Peele uh, Richard Rontree would not, probably not have a career yet still if it <laughs> no. wasn't for Rob Zombie still out you yeah, know what yeah. I mean like it's I mean yeah he got dog because of the monster stuff which yeah. is I think that's kind of unnecessary. Like, but you don't, you can, you're allowed to, to do it. Up. Yep, you are allowed. <laughs> See, I think Gen X is just that we don't, we don't, we, we didn't. The, the the need for social media has mm-hmm. destroyed us as a human race. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it's not important. It is important. Very it's great so. to connect to people. It's great yep. for business. Yeah, uh, it's great to just talk to somebody that lives miles away. But at the same time, I, I think that your viewers, your younger audience, really needs to understand that when. Xers and they call us boomers, which is really funny. We're not yeah, boomers. That was the generations you know, Xers, before us. Yeah, Xers, <laughs> Xers made mistakes. Yeah. We didn't yeah. have enough kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And we treated our kids with Ritalin and Adderall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why you guys are the way you are. Right. Dependent on drugs, dependent <laughs> right. on these mental illnesses, right. dependent on all these things. Right. That's our fault. So right. we can take credit for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we fucked you up. Sorry. But when when the thing that we, we, we went through as kids, too, is that, like, you were allowed to say sorry. You were allowed to have redemption. Mm-hmm. You were allowed to make good. You were allowed to do over. And I think that what both political parties, no matter where you stand, um, you know, some people. I liked Trump when he came out. Man. <laughs> I thought he was fucking crazy, yeah. and I'm about it. I'm about yeah. the crazy shit, man. Yeah. I love the drama, right? Because mm-hmm. I am a filmmaker. Like, how do you not? You had love every. That guy? I think. I think you said the same thing that every yeah. single comedian said yeah. when yeah. he came out. Like so every comedian was like, we have "We're material. actually happy he got yes. elected because we have a year's worth of material now." Yeah, well, CNN tanked after mm-hmm. he wasn't president for oh, yeah. sure. So everybody's yeah. using that to yep. to guide themselves. So so right. so for somebody to be like canceled for certain things. Yeah, horror is the only genre where you. Can get away with fucking yeah. anything. Yep. You can kill Still, kids, you like can kill animals, you can kill anything. Yeah. It's like yeah. metal music. You yeah. know, you could say whatever the fuck. But like, see, but yeah, that so this so this goes back to what you were saying earlier with your question. When I will tell people all the time, like I have such love for so many things in the horror movie genre. Yeah. I love my little pale Asian women. Mm-hmm. I love all my slashers walking around stomping with big ass toys and stuff <laughs> like that. 
But I am always going to be a Hellraiser fan as my na- as like as my number one film of all time. So that's why you hated the new one, exactly. Um, and it's and it's because um, like the, the this whole world of what was going on and kind of the underground in England, where you had mm. this kind of like latex BDSM culture that had been going on for a minute, mm-hmm. and, and and in America we were like this repressed society at that time yeah. that didn't that that we would see the kids up in New York and and Detroit and yeah. stuff where in L A wearing stuff like these in clubs and parties, but you never saw anybody put this on the forefront in the screen Mm -hmm. and say, hey, there's also, like, this is what we're going to have our main focal point of our of our of our monsters dress as so when the first Hellraiser came out and the second one I love just as much because it tells so much more of the story of the box and Pinhead and the Cenobites and the levels and stuff where they come from. As a kid who was raised under Southern Baptist grandparents, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. like to be able to jet away yep. and and read Clive Barker uh, his demon Stephen books, King, yeah, too. Stephen really King, um, right, exactly, um, and then and then and then know how much religion was so big for like my family. Yep. It allowed me to like exist differently from them you know um mm-hmm. like i t- like my mom knows like she was like always she was like i don't know why you like that juicy j and dj paul i don't give a shit what DJ their paul. music sounds like they're called three six mafia and i'm like yeah. and i got a hellraiser poster on my wall yeah i was like so yeah. everything you guys are telling me every day the spirit the lord the this the this these guys are not telling me that. So that's why I'm hanging out with them. And Hellraiser became one of my favorite films, and it is still one of my favorite films to this day, which is why I will always have love for the Cenobites, Pinhead, everybody. Yeah. Today, I like films like Landmine Goes Click, uh, independent film about a couple backpacking through Europe with their best friend, mm. and you find out the best friend is 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 having an affair with the girl in the couple, mm. and the ultimate revenge, the guy gets him to step on a landmine oh, that has been buried in the ground oh, that they don't know if it is still live or not. Yeah. And just when you think the movie can't get any more terrifying, there's a crazy guy that lives in the hill with like a rabbit dog who comes to harass this guy and he doesn't understand why he won't move yeah and he doesn't speak english Mm. so he's making his dog attack him and and the whole entire time this guy knows i cannot get off this landmine it is probably the best revenge movie i've ever seen since i spit on your grave i love revenge films spit on my grave has been and drag me to hell they've been done over so many different times so yeah so that would be my answers on stuff like that well, we only got a couple minutes here. Killing um, it, fellas. I want to get. I wish we had more time. I know, <laughs> I know, man. Um, I want to get a final message out of you guys. Whether it's like the direction you see, or you want horror films to go in. Any any message you have to like somebody that sees this to your fans to supporters. Uh, we'll start yeah. with you, Frank. Um, I, I think they need to come out to the Haunted Garage Horror Festival. We're doing it at High Point this year. Okay. Yeah, um, it's okay. huge with Cinema St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, you might see your boy here possibly doing some yes. work with the fellas, hopefully. Got I would to. love to. Yeah. We'd love to. We High Point, stop it, ground, bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> Late night grindhouse from back yeah. in the day. Let's go. <laughs> when they bought that, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my, I'm going to their Oscars thing. Yeah, okay. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, but I think. Big that, shout out to James and all those. Yeah, mm-hmm. James Bree, Chris Clark. Mm-hmm. I mean, just everybody. But when you think it like. Um, for young filmmakers to do. If you stay in the horror genre, you're going to have a lot more flex. Yep. 
you're going to have a lot more. You don't need to worry about budget. You don't worry, have to even worry about. We had a kid um, submit last year. He won most grit. Uh, Christopher, I want to say his name's Christopher Williams. Um, he won a, um, a lunatic a lunatic story or something. I'm trying to remember the name. But uh, he, he wins that film because, man, he films this thing on like a freaking old VCR type VHS tape <laughs> and it's him as the main actor and he got his friends and he plays a lunatic and it's a found footage film but he did it in such a creative way it was actually from the sheriff's department somebody yeah. stole okay. the tape from the sheriff's department hey, and crazy, watched man. it because yeah. this was a serial killer that actually filmed himself killing people mm-hmm. it was a great concept mm-hmm. and yeah, he's yeah. still doing great stuff now mm-hmm. we're hoping to see him back um, but you know, for for young people, I mean, if it's, horror is not your thing, then you got to look for something that um, you got to play in the sandbox, right? Because mm-hmm. because budget today, you, when I left film school, we were still shooting on friggin' actual Super Sixteen. Yeah, like I went into a different field because I can't afford a camera. What am I supposed to do now? Right. So back then, everybody was pitching scripts. Right. But if you're living in Miami, you're you're not going to get to LA. You're, I mean, Quentin Tarantino was our hero because here was a kid oh. that you know was doing you know Reservoir Dogs for mm-hmm. like seven yeah. grand. Right. You know what I'm saying? He had those actors and in had because those they believed in him. Yep. I mean, yeah. you know man. what I'm saying? So yep. yeah, it was a different time and and like one I one hour say, photos and yeah, stuff, man. Exactly. When you get a guy like Robin Williams to be in your movie, yep. like yeah. excuse if me. If you have a good enough script, I mean, yep. some of these they guys they it. have they have the money. They mm-hmm. don't need yeah. money. They they want to do good film, and you have to look. And I would and I would advise filmmakers now with a little bit of money. I would go after um, Mike Madsen. Mm-hmm. I would go after actors that have fallen outs yeah. because we need to bring this thing about redemption back. Let's bring these guys back because they're yeah. still, Mike Madsen is one of the best actors yep. Hollywood has ever seen on the silver screen, yep. but he had a bad disease called drug addiction, yep. but he was an incredible actor. I, I hope one day to work with Mike Madsen. He has a film right now coming out okay. um, that he they're actually looking for funding and we're really thinking about putting something toward that. Um, but when you look at those types of people, I would look for the for the for the low hanging fruit. And even stayed busy during his addiction. John Cusack's another one. Yeah, John Cusack uh-huh. will not wear tights. Um, <laughs> I met him at the two line a couple of years yeah. ago, and he told me straight up, like you know, we had a little conversation together and stuff like that. We had a great conversation for like fifteen minutes. That was what it was about, you know. And he's like, I, I want to read scripts that I want to fall in love with. And John Cusack's still one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. He plays a great serial killer, Paperboy. If yep. you ever seen that Big film. Time. Yeah. Like, you know, just so, yeah. He plays a great de- uh, detective. Uh, what's the one word movie um, when they're in the motel and everybody's dying? Oh, a room. Well, innocence he, or in a yeah. inner. Is it it's it's with the, the ball head guy whose eyes switch shift back and forth. Yeah. And the whole entire movie is actually in his head. Yeah. And the, the little kid ends up being the killer of yeah. all the people in the hotel. I'm trying to remember that. It, it was like started with a C, I want to say. It was like one 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 word. Yeah, He and does. Then, he does. Great. John. I mean, Those great films. But I grew up with him. Big off. Stephen King fan, too. Yeah. <laughs> he like, actually auditioned for the part of Arnie and Christine and mm-hmm. didn't get it. Oh, didn't shit. get it. It's pretty yep. crazy. Didn't get it. Yeah. yeah, Better Off Dead, One Crazy Summer. Yep. Grew up on those movies. And then like Kevin, very young Demi Moore. Yes. In One Crazy Summer. Yeah. Like very young. Gross Point Blank. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. High Fidelity. Okay. Yeah, High Fidelity Best forever. Best album yeah. ever. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Better Off Dead, $2 is going to forever be one of my favorites. $2, $2. <laughs> All right, final message okay. for you, Chef. So- Anybody, okay, so everybody that knows that I have a podcast is called Submissions and Slashers. And one of the things that I always talk about on my podcast is trends that I'm feeling are going on in horror because horror is very cyclical. It, like, I mean, you're gonna, like, we have our zombie movements, we have our vampire times, we have our alien invasion times. We didn't get to those. Like, they they all happen. They, and they keep regurgitating, they keep coming out, and you get these transitions and these time periods where they're just like stuck. So like like right now I feel like we're gonna get back into home invasions coming up pretty soon mm-hmm. a lot more. Yeah, um, maybe. 
You're yeah. really you're really going to start dealing back Last with that exactly yeah. that dynamic of humans being evil again mm-hmm. um, because you, the the monsters can only hang out so yeah. much before everybody gets done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they got like a quiet place. The the new ones on the way where they're uh-huh. doing like day one to kind of talk about where it all came from mm-hmm. and how those monsters got stuck like in the ground. So for me, what I always want to say is it's a reason why you know. These guys like John Carpenter, Stephen King, uh, Clive Barker, uh, Wes Craven, Kevin Williamson. It's a reason why you know these names is because these guys have all been able to speak to a generation. So if you want to get into this, I really don't care about your budget. You you are allowed to make as many mistakes as you possibly can yeah. mm-hmm. as long as you are consistently trying to get better. Right. But I think if there's anything that I would ask for this current generation to do is somebody needs to make that definitive movie for this generation and yeah. it ain't out here yet. No, it's not, it's not out here it's yet. It's not Skinnamarink. And no. it's not Skinnamarink. No. Okay? It's not a movie about Legos. No. Yeah. Okay? Um, and the really, Oh. And really, it's not any of these remakes. Yeah, it has got to Bear be either. no. It has got to be something <laughs> that someone puts out that actually defines the genre for that generation, 100%. and that's, that's what I'm looking feel. for right now. And it's going to be simple. And it's going to yeah. be very simple. Yeah. it's going to be something right. very be like, simple. Damn it! Yep. All right. So where can they find you guys? Uh, Shiftfilms.net. You can find us on YouTube at Shift Films. You can also find us. Follow us on the Haunted Garage. That's our big. Yes. Big, big uh, Subscribe, prescribe. Yeah, it's only we only got about 426 <laughs> organic followers, so we actually get a lot of interaction with our people. Okay. A lot of filmmakers are in that yeah. group. Yeah, um, a lot of big horror guys are in that group. So it's fun to see that grow over yeah. time. So yeah, we're hoping to get to a thousand of followers that we really know. This buying shit and having blue checks, yeah. we don't care about that. We want quality followers. Same so if here. you're into horror, yep. if you're in the horror fest, if you're into stuff like that, if you have a good script. If you like sweets, I don't know why I always say that, but showings, you know, yeah. yeah, and that's Swift Films, <laughs> right, no, right. Shift, Swift. our Shift, Shift Remember, Films, just not like Swift. cars, Shift Films, like yeah. shifting, shifting right. the gear. Yep. And then where can they find you? Uh, of course, you guys can find Horror Movies Uncut is the name of the outlet. Uh, we like to call it Human Cut to keep it simple. <laughs> nice. So H M U N C U T. You can find .com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a TikTok channel with reviews on there and, of course, a YouTube page for you to prescribe to as well. Um, And then, of course, for all my fitness stuff is Valkyrie Fitness. You can find the same thing. We have all the same outlets available for that as well. And uh, I would like for you guys to make sure you check out the next episode coming up, episode 39 of the Submissions and Slashers podcast. I do have an interview with Patrick Rhea about his latest film, They Wait in the Dark, which is fantastic. And then we're going to be talking to... a couple journalists, uh, Mike Hafner from We Are Movie Geeks, and a couple other people about the 20th anniversary of uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Wow. Oh, one of my God. favorite films of all that time. That is this weekend. Devil's Rejects, yeah. House of a Thousand. So, yeah, speaking of Rob Zombie oh, earlier, yes, 20th anniversary is out right now. Unbelievable. There you go. Well, I'm yep. glad we you believe were able. it's been 20 years? Man. Yeah, the 90s is still mm-hmm. 30 years I ago. I know, right? So, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we were able to get you guys yes, together. For sure. yes, I can tell. This is great. Yeah, this is I knew that would hit. I just had to sit back and ask like three, <laughs> three questions. I think I got three questions in. Yeah, it was fantastic. No, I think we have good, good, good camera time. For oh, sure. Yeah. I For gave sure. him his own camera. The guy yes. needed his own yeah. camera. <laughs> Not fighting with that. He's a star. Yeah. He's a star. And then, Kenny, you want to shout out yourself? Yeah, it's uh, Kenny Lee underscore underscore Lee uh, on Instagram. And then uh, we're going to get a he YouTube channel started soon. Yeah, you know? he had to look yeah sir. Up. You can find us at the Kickback Lounge Podcast yes, on sir. YouTube. You can find us yeah. at TKBL Podcast. If you want to find me or anything that I do, 
Find me at Free Dino on Dino. Instagram. Yes, you know what it is. Thanks for watching. That Make youth's sure. life, baby. Yeah, shout out Youth Media. Make That's sure right. you rate five stars. Yep. Uh, you know, subscribe, like, comment your Prescribe. thoughts. Prescribe exactly. <laughs> and comment, people. Like, we want yeah, feedback. We want some engagement, man. Man. Comment. Yeah. Like, engagement. We, we see you guys watching. Diabetes. Right? We see you guys watching. <laughs> we know you guys are paying attention. You're yes, tuning in. Yes. Give us some feedback, man. That's yeah, how man. Our, uh, all of our platforms get better yes. when we hear from you guys. Yep. Yeah, man. Chime sure. in. Chime in. Yeah, if you hate us, subscribe anyway. Right. <laughs> there you go. That's the outro. Thanks We're for gonna watching. We're going to come back for Last of Us. <laughs> all right. Yeah. There you go. Oh, right. Last of Us. All right. <laughs>